0: Hello, everybody. This is Alan. I am playing Mellor Time. He is uh, everyone's favorite drunken master, Monk. Um, and when it's Mellor Time, the hits keep coming. So uh, a little bit about Mellor. He is uh, a dozy. He's chaotically good. And um, he actually learned all about Monkism from a a the immovable monastery usually people think of monks as being uh okay with stillness and trying to find some sort of uh peace but uh the monastery that he trained at is constantly in motion and appears throughout the universe in different areas and so um he uh meditates by doing uh movement completely all the time continuous motion is his ideal State uh, and uh, he flows like water through the ether, the astral plane, um, a battle. And uh, he is always aspiring to move. And um, as always, he will be uh, joined by his friend Dong Dong. Um, and I'll uh, let Dong Dong uh, tell us a little more about himself and keep it going.
1: <laughs> Oh, wait, sorry. (laughs) We got to form a mouth hole. Um, I'm Dong Dong, the barbarian conqueror of worlds. Well, world, one world, my world that I'm from. Left my clone in charge there, which is how we uh, plasmoids reproduce. None of that icky stuff like some of you other guys do. It's real gross. Um, I like to rage. Raging is good. Uh, when I rage, I turn all red and spiky. Sometimes I've got a scorpion tail. Sometimes I've got claws. Sometimes I've got a bestial mouth. So far, I've only really featured the claws. Maybe I'll do something different tonight. I don't know. Stick around and see. And uh, yeah, I just like to drop the, uh, the beat on things. And speaking of the beat, this is the Goblin Beats, the Goblin Game Podcast, in case you're listening and wondering what you're listening to. This is not Critical Role. Um, if you're looking for them, Sorry, it's not. It's not who we are. But stick around anyway. You might might like what you hear. So, when John is here tonight too. Um, and uh, John is playing Torx. He was like, uh, I never get it right. He's like, some song like, like nom nomaton. It's an auto autonom. Mm. See, I got that completely backwards. I flipped it. Flipped it. Sorry about that. So he's an autonome. And he makes other things, and he follows the prime directives.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm just hoping that that uh, bump stocks and, and auto gnomes don't get banned. Yeah. Ban ban assault gnomes.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we'll just go to wild space, and then no, you know, all bets are off. There we so. go. Jesse's not here tonight because, I don't know, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Um, he probably forgot, and uh, <laughs> now he's in the doghouse. So, nah, his wife blew
2: his back out,
1: he can't walk. Yeah, oh, okay, wow, well, there's the opposite. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be either one. <clears> throat> um, throat> yeah. Ben, uh, is not here, he's not gonna be here anymore, he works too much. Um, so, guy. Gus, Gus, Gus. Gus the um druid of some kind who couldn't heal, uh, who summoned creepy <laughs> um insectoid creatures to follow his bath, Uh climbed up to the bottom of the crow's nest, uh, built a chrysalis, uh emerged with bright shiny wings, gave us the see you later. And I uh, flew off only to be promptly eaten by a giant Space Phoenix. So, got to be careful about that. Don't be a guess. So. It was either that
2: or he thought one of the stars we were going by was a giant light bulb.
1: Yeah, there are. <laughs> um, I, I have heard rumors of giant bug zappers disguised as stars. So, he might have, might have gotten caught by one of those. It's possible. Yeah. And then, so that should make Danny's job of attempting to murder all of us tonight slightly easier. So yeah. let's do it. Right before the game started, I spilled a little bit of Dr Pepper, and I didn't have any paper towels, so I had to use like a some Kleenexes scented with Vicks Vaker Vapor Rub to clean it up. So now the whole whole place smells like a like a retirement home in here. <laughs> hmm, huh. Dr Pepper and Vicks.
3: Okay. I don't know how we're going to say anything the rest of this episode to top that. It's not <laughs> life. Can I say? <laughs> Vix Vapo Pepper. Okay. <clears throat> so we <laughs> we ended last episode with uh, the group of you getting onto the ship with old Commodore Crux. His ship is called the Second Wind. It is a living ship, which means it has a treant growing in it. The treant's name is Starbow, which is a pretty cool name for a treant stuck in a spaceship, I think. But you uh, successfully talked a, uh, the current tenant of the ship, I guess, out of, uh, out of uh, the rest of her rental. Fel Ardra was her name. So that went well. <clears throat> so now it's just the group of you uh, Commodore Crux, Flinch, who is a Hadozi as well, Alan. Uh, they oh. call him Miss, Mr. Flinch. He's, he's sort of the do it all. He's a deckhand, he's, he's the first mate, he mends the, the sails. He's, sort of, he's basically the only reason the ship works at all.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um, <clears throat>
3: And then, of course, there's Starbow, who really doesn't do much other than produce oxygen for everyone else to use. And, uh, you know, that's pretty wait. important. It's the outer space. So, Oh,
1: it's wait. Fault the, the, tree, the tree doesn't
3: fly the ship? No, that is not his job. Hmm. The, uh, that's why Commodore Crux asked if you guys had a spell jammer or not. And I think Torx was like, uh, you know, I kind of sort of know how to do that. I got the basics.
0: How hard can it be?
1: yeah:
3: he took uh, he took two hours of Spelljammer's Ed on <laughs> from
1: on the way from, from a giant uh, man-of-war.: But did Ed you, you read
0: spell spelljammer for dummies
2: uh, I'm uh, accessing my uh database trying to determine if uh, Treants have rudders. <laughs> <laughs> treants do not, but the ship does. Oh, good, good. Th- then we should be all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't 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 tug on that part <clears throat> of the tree. It's not a rudder.
2: All right. So
3: uh, I don't know if you guys can see the numbers or not on the on the ship here, but right here number th- room three. Can you see we that? We cannot. Okay. We don't see numbers. All right. Well this is the bridge, quote unquote. Mm. And the uh the spell jamming helm is, is right there. Let me describe that to you. It's quite a sweet piece of kit
1: here. Him. <laughs> the um,
3: See it. yeah, the, it's an antique chair with golden upholstery and arms sculpted to look like smiling dolphins. The right arm is loose and falls off easily when you touch it. The chair also reeks of stale ale. There are, however, green stabilizing crystals uh, under the seat, which uh, project a magical green circle on the floor and hold it, you know, suspended about two one and a half feet above the ground, and allow it to work as a spell jamming helm.
2: Oh, very nice. Um, I guess uh, if I if the arm fell off, I guess I would have tried to like mend it back on with my mending spell. Uh, yeah,
3: that works, and Commodore Crux is immediately impressed with you. You're the kind of lad we need on here, uh, a Tom-a-gnome. tom gnome Just Torx. Hmm. This is interesting. Really, I thought you guys were some kind of gnome, sir.
1: If by torques. interesting you mean like the thrift store chic, then yeah.
2: <laughs> I find it interesting that I must make contact with my bottom parts with this chair to control the ship. Yeah, something about
3: uh, uh, it's not your bottom necessarily, but it's being suspended inside of that circle, you realize. It's that's, that's causing the uh, magical connection with the ship. So, uh, as soon as you get uh, interfaced with the ship, you're able to
1: yes.
3: as you could with the other one, you can kind of sense all around the ship you know, and understand where it is, it's like your your body's natural proprioception is extended to the, to also include the ship.
0: That tickles. There, so, are you saying, I guess in effect, he, he's plugged in? Yep. Jacked in. You want to say.
3: However, you want to say it. Sweet. All right. He's got the he's got the VR goggles on.
1: What's it right, where, like? What's it like to be a tree? He can't sense
2: the tree. The tree is its own thing.
0: Can we all speak to the tree telepathically? If you can't sense the tree, is the tree really there? No, but you can talk to the tree. Hmm. How long have you been uh, on this ship? Not long. Oh. To a treant, I guess that could be a very long time for me. Could you quantify that?
3: It's hard to say. Some of it's spit in the ethereal plane, and of course, time doesn't pass
0: there like it does everywhere else, so. Who knows? Ooh, okay. What makes a tree decide to go space traveling?
3: What makes anyone decide to go space traveling? Good point. Good point. Wanderlust and... the blood and... of our enemies. Oh, I was going to say Wanderlust and poor
1: parents. Or the plasma yeah. of our enemies, just depending what our enemies are made out of. I mean, spilled the brains of some enemies back on another ship. <sighs> that was pretty gross.
3: All right. Uh, one feature of that you all notice as you start to walk around, and you can walk around on this map
1: wherever you want.
3: Uh, start walking around the second wind that you notice, is that it has two jolly boats.
0: I'm not seeing a map. <clears throat> I need to re- uh, refresh.
3: Oh, maybe you're you're not on here because you weren't
0: on here. Hold on.
3: I'll put you down next to Torx. There you go. Can you see that now? Towards the middle-ish? Oh, yeah. Middle. There you go.
2: Okay. See it.
3: All right. Jolly
2: boats. That sounds like fun.
3: Yeah. They the, Each of them has a little name on it. Uh one is little boom, and the other one is big bluster. Uh, jolly boats uh, are able to like move through uh, space a little bit at a time. Uh, they have their own own small amount of gravity and their own little envelope of air that you know, can last for a short period of time. Uh, and I can actually you can actually drop one off the side of the ship, and it'll float on the gravity plane of the actual spelljamming ship.
2: Nice. Yep. So it's like away shuttles on Star Trek. Yeah, basically.
3: Uh, one crew member, one person on, on the Jolly Boat, if you were in it by yourself, you could have air for eight hours. Uh, or four of you for two. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it works for short jaunts
2: through space if you need it. Gotcha. Well, uh, I have from my databanks that we were going to try and see a wizard named Topila. Topila? Topila. Yeah, T-O-P-O-L-A-H. Topila.
0: Can we refresh this a little bit, too, on, the, like, the grand plan? Uh, doesn't it have something to do with the, the Astral Elves are doing something that's going to try to, like, destroy a whole planet or something like that?
3: Yep, your planet, or the planet you got started on, anyway, um, is being destroyed by those crystalline vines that are Mm -hmm. coming up everywhere. Um, When you got to the Rock of Brawl, the uh, captain of that first ship that brought you aboard told you she had a friend named Commodore Crux who lived on the rock, who also hated Astral Elves, and he might be willing to help. Okay. Uh, Fatefully enough, he also... uh, has it in for the Xerixian Empire, which is a group of astral elves that you folks are dealing with. So uh, he offered to help take you to deal with them, but he's not sure exactly where they are in space. But he knows that Topola, his wizard friend, could probably give you guys a map to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, thanks for that update.
3: Yeah. So, uh, so as you are all setting out from the Rock of Brawl, the uh, the ship, you know, it's, it's probably seen better days. You can tell he uses it. To, he, he rents it out some. He's been drunk for a while. He hasn't been drinking since he started this whole thing, which has been a good three hours, maybe even four. Yeah. So, if nothing else, he's not that drunk at this point.
1: Well, that makes one of us. <clears throat> <laughs>
3: Right, so you start, set, you start setting out. Is there anything, any other questions, anything you want to know or
1: do? I would just like to uh, make sure that I'm to heal again, that I'm uh, back up to full hit point.
3: If you haven't had a long rest, but you definitely have had time for a short rest. So if you want to spend hit dice.
1: I would, uh, like, I would like to report. To what? I would like to request a longer. Right? That's what I. That's what I would like to have.
3: Yeah. Well, you haven't had enough time for one of those yet, but I you want like to spend some re- hit dice or anything you can.
0: Is there a reason that my token doesn't show the full hit points that I have uh, on my character sheet? Like it's got my level, my level I, five yeah. hit points or four hit points or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's been happening. Okay. To tokens. But, uh, I just change it on the token. Let me see if I can get it to update for you real quick. Okay. There we go. Oh, that's it. Okay. It's a, I think I have oh, 17 okay. temporary hit points or something now. I don't know what this Oh, no, that's my AC. Okay. Yeah,
3: so. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, so you head out. It's been a couple of hours. Um, Anybody need to do anything with their...
2: I mean, I'm, I suppose I'd be spending most of my time driving the ship. Yep. Yeah, pretty much takes your concentration.
3: Um, Matt, looks like you're spending hit dice for
1: Dong Dong. Yeah, I rolled, I rolled a couple of hit dice there. All right. <clears throat> Bringing my hit points to a little over since I took a bit of a beating... That last session. Right. Okay. Um. (laughs) The things around here don't like to do just regular ass damage. Pisses me off. That's true. A lot of weird kinds of damage. Oh, it's like normal damage, please. I would like to rage.
0: I guess Mailer's going to follow the first mate round and now. Ask him about uh, where Ask he's him from. Monkey,
1: monkey questions.
0: Yeah, Hadozi, Hadozi related culture things. You know, like where are you from? Okay,
1: okay yeah, kinda...
3: he's he's actually happy to talk to you.
0: Because
3: uh, it's nice to talk to another another Hadozi.
0: Yeah, don't see many uh, fellow Hadozis around. So uh, how'd you end up with this gig?
3: Oh, I met the Commodore years and years ago when he was still enlisted. Uh, he's, a, uh, he's a good fellow, although he's taken to drinking a bit too much since the whole thing with the Zurichian Empire. Mm, yeah. But uh, I haven't seen him this excited in a long time. So hopefully, hopefully he'll feel, keep feeling better and we can uh, help you guys out too.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I hope so. I appreciate all the help. What's up with the, the tree? I've never seen that before. Um, that tree that's sort of used to power the, the ship, or do the, I guess provide oxygen?
3: Yeah. yeah. Starbowl was already on the ship when Commodore bought it. Um, he just kind of um, likes hanging out and seeing new places and being in, yeah, being on a spelljammer.
0: Awesome. Awesome do you ever uh go back to uh the our homeland at all
3: um no i I was kind of raised uh with the uh the Giff army to be honest with you I' have never really been to any homelands
0: Gif the gif army gif g i f f you know like, oh okay
3: like your friend uh, the colonel yeah yeah,
0: yeah 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 the hippo guys, the sharpshooters. Yeah. okay. Yeah, GIF and GIF do sound a lot alike. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, wait a second, <laughs> aren't they bad guys? All right, well, yeah, GIFs, I mean, they're kind of, yeah, whatever they are. <clears throat> All right, well, cool. Um, I'm gonna go do some uh, fast action meditation. If you need any help, you let me know.
3: Yeah, I'll probably probably want oh. some help. Thanks. Just gonna
1: collapse hmm. into a bucket somewhere.
0: Is your bucket big enough?
3: Did you update your hit points? Because it still shows you have 54 to me.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that is updated. Oh, that is updated. Yeah. <laughs> I, took a, I mean, I took a pretty bad beating last time. It was not good. You want to
3: spend any more hit dice? Have, well, uh,
1: four left, probably. When you say it like that. <laughs> when do, you, do you get hit dice back with a short rest or long rest?
3: You can hit us back on a long rest.
1: Yeah, see? That's you turn to fool me.
3: But you can spend them during a short rest.
1: If you need yeah. organic
2: ending, Torx can do that when he's not um, driving the ship. The jammer.
1: I'm trying to save the rest of them for my uh, healing potions. Oh, gotcha. Uh,
2: how many points are you away from full?
1: I'm um, at 54 and I've got
2: 91. So okay. 30 well, away. Let, me, let me drop a second level organic mending on you. Yeah, that's appreciated. Oh, I rolled terribly. Yeah.
1: And it's two still 10 hit points, there. though. Yeah. Still 10? They said it was 10.
3: 10 total, yeah. A six oh, okay. and a All four. Right.
1: Since. Yes, I'm good, I'm good.
3: I'm fine. <clears throat> All right, at that, at that point, uh, it's been about four hours or so, Torx, uh, you sense uh, another ship
2: behind you. Uh, I suppose I'll let whoever is in the bridge with me know. We appear to uh, have been followed. That's the other person in there right there. And it's a Commodore. And he says, oh, ho, really? Uh, we, have, uh, we have visitors approaching from the rear. Oh. oh. Hmm.
3: Do you, uh, can you tell anything about them? It was
1: Valentine's Day yesterday. Mm,
2: I feel a tingly in my bum. That's all I know. Uh, no, I don't know. What What can do the... I mean, does the ship have... Like, harsh or gentle? <laughs>
3: uh, you can you can just kind of sense it hazily I think You can't really tell what it looks like yet, but... Right, that's what I'm closer, asking, like,
2: Does it have like an active sensor system that I can direct that way?
3: No, but if it gets closer, you'll be able to sort of see it. Um,
2: okay. if, it if it gets
3: much closer, you'll be able to see it from... The the deck, honestly, you can tell. Mm. Can we bring them s- up on the screen? We like send somebody Trek, out to check no? that out. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's more uh, Dread Pirate Roberts and less uh, Captain Picard.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm standing on the back deck, so.
2: Okay, uh, I'm, I'm I suppose I'm going to have to stay down here and keep driving the the ship.
1: I'm at
0: the highest point on top of, on the Trient that I can be. All right, well, the Commodore
1: comes out. ask permission first?
0: Yeah, we've been talking to him the whole time, talking up our home planet, telling him what a wonderful fertile ground it has and why we need to save it.
3: (coughs) All right, the Commodore comes up and tells you guys something might be following the ship uh, to keep an eye out off the back. All right. right. right, Sure enough, about five, ten minutes later, he started to see something. Um, I'll share it on... uh, Discord. So, it it's looks jellyfish. like a... Yeah, it looks almost like a jellyfish or something. It's got... It's blue with the pulsating ring of circles around the front of it that's facing towards you. It's got a spike on the front end of it. And these tendrils it look knife. They look bioluminescent.
1: It's a pork-and-cheese man-of-war!
2: <laughs> pork-and-cheese. Do we know, recognize
0: so, this ship?
2: So, I guess when I would have seen this thing approaching, i I would have tried to change uh, heading and see if it switches to follow us. It does yeah you make a minor adjustment and it
3: uh, adjusts to follow follow you and takes advantage of that adjustment to close a little bit more yes. but it is uh, it's definitely gaining on you this It's like you guys are you know driving the equivalent of like an old v w bus all right. And, <laughs> I um, think it's more hey, like
1: star, a... Starbound, yeah. star do you recognize that thing? That's an aesthetic. A what? An aesthetic.
3: It's a living,
1: you know, blobuloid ship thing. Oh, uh, what usually rides in those? Um, Rygar normally ride in those. Rygar? Yeah. Yes. What's that look like?
2: Can we do like a history check? Do, do we know what a Rygar is? Isn't, wasn't,
1: uh, that like a, wasn't that like an NES game?
3: You do not? Uh, there's a, there, there, is, yeah, there is a game. Uh, no, you would not know what a Rygar is. So. Well, uh, they're sort of like blue humanoids with this crown of light above their heads. They, I think they evolved from... Uh, what do you call those things in the water with eight legs that change colors? Octopus?
0: Oh.
1: Uh, sure yes, they
3: involve are, are they typically from... friendly?
0: They have no bones.
3: Uh, no, they they uh, apparent their whole goal in life is to create the ultimate uh, art, and they consider art to be violence.
0: Ah, oh, Aesthetic. <laughs> Uh um, that
3: is, is there
2: is there any way for me to uh put really the <clears throat> uh, sh- ship on like autopilot then so I can help my friends upstairs? You can do that, yeah. Well, yeah. He also says uh
3: you probably want to get your buddy to uh get off the spell helm soon if it gets much closer. The aesthetics have a an attack they do which stuns the spell. Spell jamming helmet can destroy it and can kill anyone using it at the time.
0: All Why right. are you so chill about this? How is he so incredibly okay with the imminent attack? It's not the first
1: time I've seen one. How many captains have you had?
3: Hmm. Sixty, no. Seventy-seventy-four.
1: Holy shit. It's a nice round number. <laughs>
3: All depends right. Uh, on, depends on how you count, but probably seventy-four is the best number.
2: So, so does this ballista look like it's in better shape than the last <laughs> ship's?
1: Um, yes, it does. How would, you, how would you count other than counting?
0: You could count it in a different way to arrive at a different number than
1: seventy-four. That's just drunk
0: talk.
3: Junk talk that <laughs> drunk talk is what she said. Drunk talk. Truck talk.
1: Yeah. Drunk monkey is What that is.
3: Okay. Yeah, the ship is probably about uh, about five hundred feet away right now, but it's it's closing fast. You can see it well, and actually. <clears throat> At this point, you can, uh, you're starting to be able to see it better. Closing in from behind is a gigantic bioluminescent jellyfish-like creature. But now you can see a flamboyantly dressed figure standing inside its glassy
2: dome. Glassy dome. Staring,
3: staring.
2: Oh, I heard myself talking. Staring. There's my, uh, my mic dropping in and uh, out. Okay.
3: He's sort of uh, staring straight ahead at your ship intently.
0: I'm going to start critiquing his what he's wearing it's too flamboyant it's trying oh, too gee. hard it's not aesthetic at all
2: um that um so i guess we'd ask a starbow like that flamboyantly dressed figure isn't one of those Rygars, is it oh yes are they within range? Can we uh, shoot a warning shot across their bow? We'll know when they're within range. At that point...
1: A, oh.
3: yeah, at that point, oh, there's like a like a force wave, looks like, coming towards your ship and it hits the ship and uh, you feel it. Torx, you feel it, especially because you were just connected to the spell jamming helm. You feel it's like everything kind of uh, stopped working correctly on a ship. Okay. Uh, uh, star bow kind of, kind of like uh, shrugs Doesn't half unconsciousness. That is going to suck for a few days. He kind of like falls asleep.
1: Oh boy. Alright, I'm going to have to refresh my drink before we roll for initiative.
0: I'm going to call a alarm to the ship. Just in case. Alarm,
1: there's... alarm.
0: Yeah, that one. Ahoy there, mateys. Derby yeah. Pirates.
3: Um, it's uh, the other ship's tentacles begin to come towards the ship, your ship as well. So,
0: mm-hmm. it's not great. Anti octopus strike.
2: All right, so we're refilling drinks. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: that
0: oh, well. Anyway. I guess if that's the thing we're doing.
3: Not going to not participate. Let's see. Is anybody still here with me? No? Just me.
0: I got, um, just while we're waiting at six level, some of the things I got, I got tipsy sway, which one of the, there's two features with that leap to your feet, which means you use five feet of your movement, um, to get up when you're prone as opposed to half your movement Mm -hmm. and, and also gained 15 feet of movement as long as I am not using a shield and no armor. Um And then, which movement's already not an issue, but I another thing that Tipsy Sway gives you is redirect attack, which is situational, but I think could be cool. If you are attacked and they miss you with the attack, then you can make that attack actually hit any other creature within five feet of you.
3: Oh yeah,
2: that is fun. So, so- I made uh, this ice cube, this big single ice cube in the bottom of a Yeti Rambler mug. Oh,
0: nice. Nice. It fits in that glass perfectly.
2: Yeah, I know. And it's just one big cube, and you don't have to worry with a big or one of those stupid silicone trays. I never get them to make the cubes right. I had one. I
0: mean, it made all right cubes, but I used it, like, twice, and now I don't even keep it in the freezer just because... And kept yeah. like spilling and stuff. So,
3: yeah. I got a couple and... of them in the next few years. They work great. It's just a matter of
2: remembering how to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I just put a little water, uh, you know, in, in the bottom of that. It's not one of the big fat yetis, it's one of the like skinny yeah. ones. And, uh, Fits my uh, little uh, glasses, my old fashioned glasses. How do
0: you get perfect. it out? How do you get the ice just, out of you anyway? I just
2: turn it over and tap it on the. I've got like a towel drying mat thing that I use for dishes. And so I just flip it over and tap it one time and it pops right out. Nice. All right.
3: <clears throat> um, so there, you guys can be up here where you are. Um, but you can also be, the main part of the deck is is down below. It's
2: down here. Um, well, I mean, I guess I'm going to try and fire the Ballista until they're too close. Yeah.
0: Can I, and uh, it, am I still at the top of the tree? Or...
3: Um, if you want to be. Here, I'll put mm. over here.
2: And if they get in range, I guess uh, uh, Rafe and I will open up fire as well. We can both shoot 120 feet I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, we both have 120 foot range and then I think the ballista is like 300, right?
0: Something like that, yeah. I think that I think my like expertise and fighting really just comes in whenever, whenever they board the ship, <laughs> because I don't have any kind of. I think I, well, I do have a uh, short bow. That's it.
1: Gotcha.
2: All right, you can go ahead and roll initiative if you want to. So when you fire a ballista, does it add your dex modifier and all that? Um, Yes. And I would assume I'm not proficient in it, correct? Yes. I would also assume that. Okay. It says it has a range of... Um, 120 feet for regular. It has 480 feet with disadvantage for long range. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's about it's about uh, 250 feet away right now. All right. I want to fire. Dang, that's close.
3: We're just waiting on
0: uh, Dong Dong to roll initiative when he gets back. So 250 feet. How high up is the tree?
3: Um, say so 25
0: feet, something like that. Okay. Maybe,
2: yeah, about 25 feet. So if it's 250 feet, I'm firing with a disadvantage. So there's no point trying to, like, target the little captain figure. I'm just trying to hit him, drive him off, something. All
3: right. Man, Matt must be making himself some kind of fancy drink. He's, oh, here he comes. Oh, there he is. There he goes. Man. Oh, here he comes again. He's back. Oh, he's he's just putting on a hoodie now. He's got he's a one arm in. Both arms in. Sitting down. Oh, he's getting his headphones. Jamming one in his right ear. Alright, he's got it in there. He's looking at the screen. He's sticking his tongue out. He's showing his teeth.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Just, just bam, throw it through a 19, 19 down for initiative. That is... All right.
3: Yeah, he's still, he's still muted, but I think
0: that might be on purpose.
3: Yeah, it was. Alright. <clears throat> so, we'll sort those. Alright. Dong Dong, you get to go first. Uh, the other ship is two hundred fifty feet away.
1: The aesthetic. Two hundred fifty feet. So uh, moving pretty, like, closing in pretty fast.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, a few feet per round. I would say maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred feet in a round, something like
1: that. So not time to rage yet. Um... Is this thing already loaded?
2: Yes, it is loaded okay. I guess i'll
1: shoot I'll shoot it
2: well Why it not? takes it takes one action to load it, one action to aim it, and one action to fire it. so if you'll aim it, I can fire it
1: Alright, I'll aim it We're all dealing mate
3: uh, you do not need to make a roll to aim it. I'll just let you aim it.
1: I will aim it all right. is that it for you then? Yeah, I feel conflicted about shooting something that looks faintly plasmoidish, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I killed so many of them, I can. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay.
3: Alright, Torx, it's your turn.
2: Alright, I'm gonna fire this sucker.
3: Alright, roll me an attack with disadvantage. An oh, 18 yeah. for an 18. 13 piercing damage. You wow. do hit it. It uh, sticks into the plasmoid goo of the uh, of the aesthetic.
1: A Excellent
3: aiming, Dong
2: Dong.
1: Excellent firing, torques, And I extend my pseudopodal handout to give him a high five. Or three, or how many he's got.
2: Yeah, I give him, I give, I give him a high five. All right. whoop, All whoop. whoop, whoop. We'll have to uh, reload this thing before we can fire it again. True. All right. Miller.
1: Mm.
0: So they're like two hundred and twenty f- feet away, or something. Two hundred fifty. F- two hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah. So let's see. What's the range on a short bow? I'm just looking to see what I can do with that. I think that at I can do three hundred and twenty at disadvantage. If it says eighty slash three twenty, is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have
2: disadvantage past eighty feet.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna try to hit them with my short bow. Okay. Could uh, all right, uh, Danny? Could I have had Ray reload the thing so that we could refire it with my bonus that, action? Oh No.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. Mr. Flinch gets up there; he
3: might can help out, though. All, all right. right, Alan. You need to roll more time, Alan, to attack and see because it's disadvantage. You have to roll twice and take the lowest.
0: Oh, you know, forgot about that. I thought that was 18. Hey, 15. that's still good,
3: that's though. A, that's a 16. You don't get flanking. No, <laughs>
0: Even from flanking. my vantage point? Up here. <laughs> <All> right, 16, <laughs> yeah. for eight.
3: 16 does hit the... Yeah, for eight <sighs> damage. All right. Your arrow sticks into it. Plunk. All right. It doesn't appear to be having much effect, but it did stick into it. <clears throat> All right, at that point, you guys hear a sound behind you, and on the deck, uh, down here, a uh, magical doorway opens up, and a fancy man figure uh, steps through it:
0: Like.: Oh, OK. Uh, here we go. Like a flamboyantly dressed man.: Yes, yeah, that is flamboyant.:
3: <clears throat> A magical doorway appears on the main deck of your ship. The flamboyantly dressed figure steps through it, brandishing a trident, and the doorway closes behind them. Sparkling light surrounds the figure. Heading to Topola's Tower, are we? I don't think so. My friends in the Xerixian Empire don't want you meddling in their affairs. But forgive me. I haven't introduced myself. My name is Hastane. When the elves came looking for a suitable world to nourish their dying star, I suggested yours. (laughs) It isn't every day I get to witness the destruction of a planet. I promise it will end beautifully, even if you're not alive to see it. He monologues.
1: Wow. Tridents are lame. You don't even have eight appendages. At most, you have five. Oh, I have eight.
0: (laughs) Your suit is so last year. You'll die for that.
3: (laughs) All (laughs) right. All right. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, he spent his turn obviously casting Dimension Door and stepping through it to, uh, to monologue you guys after to death. What did um, you say
2: his name was when he introduced himself?
3: Hastain, H-A-S-T-A-I-N. All right, the uh, other ship goes next, and it moves uh, 120 feet closer to you guys. So now it's All only right. 100,
2: 130 feet away. Outside of uh, range.
3: I'm
1: going to put his token right there so you can see it. Okay. Where is Where
2: is he at? He's down on the main deck down here. We can go down those stairs to, yeah, engage him. He was shouting all that to us. <laughs>
3: He, well, he was. Uh, <coughs> he had, his, had his, uh, his chin up and everything. His voice carries very well. He can, he can project. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, dong Dong. It's your turn, turn.
1: I would like to rage. All right. Fair enough. Close my mouth hole. Turn red.